Hello, my loves. Welcome to Full Ass Human, the podcast. My name is Melanie Holst Collins, known as Mel the Oracle. I'm a multidimensional healing facilitator, mentor, deep music lover, tea enthusiast, and a dope human being. This podcast is space for you to prioritize being for a living. We explore the depth and vastness of humanness from my own personal experience, as well as through general life themes we all experience like self-growth, relationships, spirituality, sexuality, emotional and mental wellness, and so much more. So if you yearn for soulful, expansive connection and conversation and desire to live deliberately, I'm your people. This is your vibe. So come through. Tune in and vibe with me. Hello, my loves. Welcome back. How are you? How are you? I want to start this episode by letting y'all know that I ain't got nothing for (laughs) y'all. I do not have a new episode that I recorded this week. I this week was filled with discomforts and I'm already in a life winter season but I'm also in my inner winter season I am bleeding and on my cycle so this double winter energy did not leave much space or attention to recording a new episode and quite frankly I just needed the break and if you've listened to this podcast for some time you know that I've made this committed this devoted commitment to moving into life in this new chapter in clean energy and not succumbing to pressure and perfectionism. And so I really had to self-coach myself out of falling into those self-deprecating behaviors to just allow myself to say, you're not recording this week. So my offering to you today is to remember to continue to make good on those commitments that you make to yourself. Remember to really act in and move in your devotion to what you've chosen to take heed to as far as a way of being in healthy relationship with yourself and life. And for me, it, I am devoted to staying in that clean energy. So I really had to choose to adhere to that and to honor that versus falling back into a default way of being in relationship with myself in life. So that's my word to you. What I am going to share today, though, is a pre-recorded episode. Um, my friend and sister, Joy, her podcast is called Multi-Passionate Mastery. I've mentioned her before. And back in June, I was actually in Chicago for my friend Samaje's birthday. Shout out Samaje. And uh, I recorded this episode with her and it's called There's More to Life Than Business with Mel the Oracle. And a big part of what we had planned to talk about was my business sabbatical that I um, went on in March. I've also talked about that here. And we did talk about that, but the conversation morphed into this beautiful conversation about 
truly what your work is. We talked about unconventional measures of success. We talked about new ways to be in conversation with yourself and how to check in with yourself. And that, yes, there's more to life than identifying as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as whatever it is that you do. And how can you move through life honoring that? So it's a really beautiful conversation. You will be fed from this. So even though it's not a, you know, technically live recorded, I guess, (laughs) episode, solo episode for me, this is a wonderful episode that will leave you feeling very self-reflective, but also give you fresh perspective on these things that I mentioned. So sit back, put your headphones in, relax, and listen to the episode. And oh, one last thing. September 7th, which is next Wednesday, will be the last episode um, of season one of the podcast. That's wild. And so I'm going to close the podcast season with a Q&A episode. So next week is going to just be me answering questions that you send in. It can be questions about anything about my journey, anything I've talked about on the podcast so far, any questions that you have for me. So send those in to me via email or send me a voice note and that is in the show notes. And um, just let me know what questions that you have for me. I will answer them on the podcast episode. I'll give you a little mini shout out. And yeah, that is going to be the last episode of the season. And I'll be taking a couple of weeks off before I start with season two. All right. So let's get into this juicy episode. There's more to life than business. Welcome back to the show. You are in for such a treat today. I want you to just imagine that you are sipping tea or sipping a glass of wine. Maybe it's Shirley, my favorite non-alcoholic wine. Okay, shout out to Shirley. But really just kind of pull up a chair with us. You're going to be listening on on a very candid conversation with me and a friend of mine, someone who's very dear to me, Mel. And we are going to be talking about how there is just more to life than business. I think we'll probably talk a little about a little bit about the coaching industry and about how there's more to coaching than business coaching. And I think that this is just going to be not only a refreshing conversation for us, but also for you to listen in on. Melanie has spent the last seven years as a multidimensional healing facilitator, embodiment guide, movement artist, and mentor for Black, Indigenous, people of color, and awakening women. In March of 2022, Melanie and into a business sabbatical as a practice of radical self-care for mental, emotional, and spiritual and energetic renewal. And Mel is here with us today. Melanie, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to just be with you really and just to chat and connect. And what a pleasure and opportunity to have a platform where we can invite people to join us into this conversation on a larger scale. And I really do feel like this is going to be a refreshing topic for us to cover. But first, we're going to start with an icebreaker. And I would love to know, do you consider yourself multi-passionate? And if so, what does that mean to you? Ooh, I absolutely consider myself multi-passionate. And what that means to me is... I do whatever the fuck I want. No, it really means that 
it's important for me to find comfort and ease and acceptance with all the different directions that my heart and my energy wants to go. And I actually think that's a beautiful thing for me to own in this lifetime. So it it just means that there's not going to be one thing that I do that I specialize in. There's not going to be one purpose, you know, and that's been a profound like lesson and acceptance for me. Absolutely. So here for that. Yeah. So, you know, you already know what the deal is. This podcast is for multi-passionates. I think we've bonded over that as well. You know, being two very multi-dimensional beings who aren't here to get smaller or shrink or try to fit into any box. And right now, a box that I am noticing is the box of being in business, of being a business owner, and especially of being in the online business space. And the reason why I wanted to have this particular conversation with you is because I've been really inspired by the way that you are showing versus telling that there's more to life than business. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by this is you've been so open and transparent about the fact that you are taking a business sabbatical, why you're doing that, and also really allowing those of us who are in your community to follow along and to observe and to see that there, it's not that your whole life stopped. It's simply that you took a break from the business side to open up and really embrace everything else that's always available to us, but that we sometimes just don't tap into when we're hyper-focused on business. So can you talk to me a little bit about your decision to go on a business sabbatical and maybe just let me know how it's going and any insights that you've gleaned thus far? Ooh, yes. So I decided quite simply to take this business sabbatical because I was literally drilling myself into a hole. Some people call it burnout and I guess that's what I'll call it. But I was literally like losing myself in this goal to have this outer success with a business and my emotional health was suffering. My physical health was suffering. My spiritual, well, my spiritual health has always been cool, but like just my mental and emotional health were going downhill. And I was thinking that it was all these other things outside of me. And so I really stopped to think about like, where do I put my most, most of my energy and like my emotional, like, I don't know, force, like, where do I put most of that into my business? What's happening with my business? Mm, Nothing much. Like it could seem, it might seem like it is, but it's really not, it hasn't been sustainable for quite some time. So I had to tell myself a really hard truth. I couldn't be in denial about that. And the longer that I was in denial about that, the longer that I made myself unhealthy, unwell. So I had to just like decide to loosen the grip. And that's why I decided to take this business sabbatical. And I also, I just needed to mother myself Mm. in that way to remind myself that it's okay to like loosen the grip and to step outside or step off of this hamster wheel that tells me this is the only thing that you can do. And this is the only way that you can experience some, you know, outer success in your life. So it has been a journey of huge ego death for me. That decision was not easy. It wasn't like, oh, I decided and that's what it was. I decided it. I knew I had a deep knowing that it was correct. But just because I had that deep knowing didn't mean that there (laughs) were 
like inner child things and deep seated subconscious beliefs about myself that didn't come up and they did. So mm-hmm. there were so many moments where I just felt like I was going to dissolve because I didn't know who I was if I wasn't pursuing creating this successful online business. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing that for the last seven years and it still has been. I feel like it was more intense in like that April, March time that I first made the decision. But as time has gone on and I've dropped into some deep self-reflection and just got to do some self-study and have got to like find a safe space being back home with my family, I've been able to unpack a lot of those subconscious beliefs that I held that said like, you're nothing and you're nobody if you're not pursuing this business and especially Mm. right now. (laughs) So (sighs) it's been intense. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I think a huge part of this is that business success is very much measured on these very specific metrics. And it's basically clients' income or like inquiries or, you know, recurring clients or recurring signups. And it's, it tends to be these ways of measuring our success as business owners, as mentors, as coaches, as facilitators, basically on decisions that other people are making. And Mm -hmm. I personally feel that that creates a very strange, toxic, codependent relationship between business owner and potential client, because it creates this energy of like, I need you to say yes to my program, to my offer, to this, so that I can feel validated as a person, when, right, when our business is so tied to who we are as a person, and I know that we're both that way, right? Your business definitely came from, and you can talk about this a little bit yourself, but I know that just from being in your world, you know, you teaching movement and body love and embodiment comes from your practice of that and it transforming you first, right? Same thing for me, everything that I teach transformed me first, and then I go and share it. So of course we're integrated into our businesses and because the success metrics are other people's choices, (laughs) then we end up in this really like kind of fucked up relationship. And it can be very taxing, not only to us, but to our audience, but to our potential clients, because they can feel that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see a world where success is measured based on something different. Like, can we say that it's a successful, powerful business decision to just take a break to walk away, to put it down. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, why is that looked at as like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't know if anyone said this to you. I am kind of curious. So like, feel free to let me know. I don't know if anyone said, oh, well, you'll get back to it when the time is right. Or, you know, it's almost like people can accept it, but then they're going to encourage you to get back on the horse, you know, we'll take a break, but don't stop. Has anyone kind of come at you like that? Oh my gosh, all the time. Oh, you'll, we'll be waiting here when you come back and pick <laughs> it back up. And and they mean well when they say it, but again, how the language comes through, especially when I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm coming back to this, but the assumption is like, oh, she's just taking a break. And then she's going to come and like sell to us again. And I'm like, don't put that on me. I don't, I don't know. I just told you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't put that on me. I really, honestly, Joy, I don't think I really realized how much pressure I was putting on and taking on myself to, yes, one, like have a successful online business and all those things, but to stay 
connected to the identity as Mel, the entrepreneur, Mel, you know, the yoga teacher and movement instructor, but, but she's doing this herself. Like this is her business. She doesn't work for anyone. This is like, there's an identity that, so even aside from wanting to have a successful business, there was also this pressure and drive to stay identified with that. Mm. So, uh, you know, and I, I didn't really realize that all this time, like, wow, I was deeply connected to just having that continue to be true, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which got me even further and further away from understanding that, you know what, like this actually might not be the path right now or anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even fathom that being true because I was so stuck to like, I mm-hmm. just continuing to identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the next thing for us to unpack is, where can we do better or where can we at least start to make an effort to take time along our entrepreneurial journey? And for everyone listening, you know, I know some of you have a nine to five and every single day you go to work and you think about how you can't wait to leave. And when I coach my clients that have a nine to five, I say they are investing in you. You go there, you do your best, you learn everything you can. You focus on who you are becoming in that container. You allow them to feed into you and you feed into them. And then you take that money and you invest in your other ventures. There's never any shame in having a support job. I don't even like to call it a full-time job because it doesn't have to be what your time is full of, right? But it is a source of support. And so I know some of you have a support job. I know some of you are maybe dipping your toes into the entrepreneurial space by starting to put out those offers and you're working on your lunch break and you're working on the weekends. And then some of you are listening are entrepreneurs. So I want to talk to everyone and I want to make sure that everyone feels included in this. And regardless of where you are on that spectrum, if you have a desire to put work out into the world that feels like it is yours. That's what I'm going to be talking about when I say entrepreneur. That's just my personal definition because I believe that entrepreneurship is a mindset and not, well, I don't have a nine to five. Okay. And I've had debates with people about this and well, entrepreneurship is a risk. And if you have a support job, it's not a risk, whatever. You get to decide how you make it work. Like that's just all bullshit and arbitrary. So, so that's what I mean. I want to preface this by that, but Mel, where can we do better with along our entrepreneurial journeys, remembering to take time to check in with who we are beyond, outside of, and in addition to our business owner identity? Like, Mm -hmm. how can we move past this attachment to our businesses that feels a little bit too codependent? I think for a lot of us right now, do you have any ideas or like, can we come up with something? Let's come up with something. Let's come up with something because it took me to notice how my mental and emotional health were declining. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, but a part of that is, you know, I can't say that everyone's going to have a a movement or meditation practice, but part of that was me noticing how left things had gone because I'm very clear on like what my baseline is. So it was Mm -hmm. easy for me to see like something is not right, girl. Like this is, this is now Mm -hmm. pinpoint what it is. So Mm -hmm. that's why I don't want to say, well, just wait and see when your emotional and your mental health go, but Mm -hmm. there is a part of that though, that having that, And when I say emotional intelligence, I'm not talking about like in relationship with other people. 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in relationship with yourself. So I know that you talk about intensive focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, that was one <laughs> of my favorite things about your framework. But when I think about what I just said and linking mm-hmm. it to intensive focus, it's like that because the mm-hmm. way that you describe it is taking whether it's one day out of the week, whether it's, you know, once a month, taking that time to say, okay, what is my baseline right now? What am I currently doing right now? How does my energy feel when I'm doing this? Do I feel good with how I'm showing up? Do I feel good about how I'm in relationship with myself and all the things I'm doing right now? And when you hear the answer, not being in denial about it, not like shoving it down, like, oh, my initial answer was no, but you know, it's because I had a hard week. Like, nah, we're mm-hmm. telling ourselves the truth. So I, I feel like that is a really outside of learning about focus outside of, you know, spiritual and personal growth. Like that's a really smart and almost irreplaceable conversation to have with yourself, especially anytime, but especially when you are putting energy forth into a a business or a job or Mm -hmm. a project, whatever it is you're trying to bring into the world. Because here's the thing, this is also something I learned from this time is I've always, you know, talk about this. I've been doing this for the last seven years. Like this has always felt like this is the thing for me to do. And a thing that I came to is that there isn't always a purpose for your entire lifetime. Sometimes there's a purpose that you have for the three years, you know, that you lived with your roommate or the four years. Yes, Mm -hmm. seasons. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have had done something or to put energy into something or have said, this is it. I am like dead set on this. It's okay to have done that for this period of time. And then in this next season, this next era, that's not it. Yep. Especially as you evolve as a person, right? But when you're so attached to your business, if your identity is so in line with your business and you're evolving as a person, like, does the business become an anchor that holds you mm-hmm. in place? Like, so I, I really like what you said about intensive focus. I think that's definitely a tool that can be utilized in this way. So. When I talk about intentional focus, one of the analogies that I give is it's like it's a conference of you and you. You're going to a conference with yourself where you are the guest speaker. You are the keynote. Like it's all about you. It's all about listening to yourself. And so in addition to thinking about your priorities and your commitments and the things that I've outlined you know, previously in the show here, why don't we add a practice to that where it's checking in also into just how are you feeling as a person? right? Mm -hmm. Not you as the entrepreneur, not you as the person who's trying to quit the nine to five, not you as the person who's trying to build the side hustle, but how do you feel at home when you're making dinner? Are you making healthy meals? Are you ordering out constantly because you have no energy to cook at the end of the day, right? Like what other parts of your life can you observe in addition to your priorities and your commitments? So I think that's one good practice. And it's easy, especially for everyone listening who already integrates intensive focus, which I know a lot of people do. So maybe we can add that in, right? Another thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. as we're thinking about how can we separate like ourselves from our business and make sure that we are tending to ourselves as full as humans. Shout out to Mel's brand new podcast. We are going to link to that in the show notes to make sure that everyone can go listen and stay in touch with you. But what do you think about 
having archetypes, because I heard you talk about this a little bit on your latest Instagram, that sometimes it's helpful to name different parts of ourselves. Do you think that like naming like this is my entrepreneur archetype and then I have like my homebody self archetype, maybe the self I am in relationship. Do you think that doing something like that could also help with like checking in or keeping it kind of like separate sometimes? Oh, I think that is an exceptional thing because it gives these different parts of you a name. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like, because sometimes it is hard for some folks to conceptualize having a conversation with like just their self or, you know, your higher self. Like sometimes that it it sounds cute and great and it is, but sometimes that can seem a little foggy and still seem a little unattainable in that way. So it's almost like naming, like I have two very distinct parts, Nira and Maddie. Okay. I already know Maddie is the little brat who is a perfectionist who sits and lives and moves in, I'm not good enough, who says like, people don't care what I have to say. I'm very familiar with Maddie. And there are times where I have to tell that bitch, it's time for you to (laughs) shut up. Right. And me and Nira are having a conversation. Mm. So it's. Who's Nira? Tell us about Nira too. Oh, honey. Nira, (laughs) Nira is the high priestess. Like Nira Mm. is very much, she's connected to her power and her ability to create simply because it feels good and not because someone is telling her that this is how you, this is the reason why you need to create. This is a reason for you being. Mm. Mira is very clear on what that is (laughs) Mm -hmm. for herself. And she's, she's not dwelling in, I'm not good enough, Mm. which means there's no reason to be, to worry about being perfect. Mm. It's very much like you get what you're going to get in this Mm -hmm. moment because this is the space that I'm in to put it out. So Nira is very much like sitting on her throne and not necessarily like everyone else's peasants, but because the throne is hers to sit on. And like, Mm. there's no question about her worthiness of being there and sitting there. Yeah. Mm. Love it. So you're able to identify like I'm having a Maddie day or I'm in a Maddie moment or I'm in a Maddie mood. Versus or that's like, Maddie. That's Maddie talking. That's okay. Not when oh, you're hearing yeah. thoughts come up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so do you have any tips for how someone who maybe isn't as familiar with like archetypes and doing this kind of naming different parts of how someone could kind of get started with that? So the really easy way that I could offer is I'm a big person on writing things down. So I would say a really easy thing for you to do is to write down thoughts that you have when you're, when you know, like it's self-deprecating, like the thoughts that you have when you feel like, dang, I I sat here and worked myself into this frenzy of not feeling good enough, of feeling defeated. What are those thoughts? Like, what's the, what's the words? What's that voice? What is that? And then Think about the thoughts that you have when you feel like energized, when you feel, you know, like what's that energy? Give that words, write it down, look at it. And then like when you read the words, you can close your eyes and take a deep breath and just be like, what, like what name can I give this voice? And then what name can I give this voice? And it doesn't matter what the first thing that comes to mind, just write down the name and that's what they are. And I feel like that's a really easy way to just get started with that. Yeah, that's so great. So 
if we're going to apply that concept to, you know, being an entrepreneur, having an entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, and also wanting to tend to the part of ourselves that is so much more to who we are than who we are when we are running our businesses and wanting to tend to that part of ourselves as well. It could be as simple as maybe catching yourself in a moment where you're not thinking about your business. Maybe you're packing up a bag to go to the beach and all you can think about is just sitting in front of the water or packing up to go to the lake with your family. And all you can think about is just being outside, being in the sun, being with your family, or you have a vacation coming up and you're in your group chat and you're talking to everyone who's going, who's that? Who is that? Right. Or you just tidied up your whole house and you're just looking around and you're like, oh, I love it here. I love it when this place is clean. I love how good this feels. Or you have a really good night of sleep where you're not anxious or you're not worried about anything. You know, who is that? Now, on the flip side, when you are out there and you're marketing and you're figuring out, okay, what's my next business move? And you are, you know, looking into what to invest in next or whatever that is. Who is that? What are those thoughts? And then writing those down and then naming them and then just checking in. And I think, I actually think that within that, there's probably multiple layers as well. Like there's the part of you that's excited to clean up and have a clean space. And there's a part of you that's dragging your feet and just wants to let it be messy and chaotic and wants to rebel, right? And then on the business side, there's a part of you that's eager and excited to market. You're unattached. You're like, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't sign up today because there's someone who's going to find my work today who's going to sign up a few months from now, as long as I'm serving. And then there's the other part of you who's like, why hasn't anyone joined yet? I'm telling people constantly to join. Like, what is it? They don't want to give their money to a black woman. Okay. Like all of these Mm. things, right? (laughs) So there might be multiple layers and multiple archetypes, personalities, selves within these two kind of, you know, sort of paths that we're giving of business and non-business. But I really encourage everyone listening to consider this because unless you're in therapy, there are not a lot of business coaches who are going to take you on the journey that we're going on together right now period. Because business coaches are so concerned with what we were talking about before. How much revenue do you have? How many clients do you have? What's your marketing plan? How often are you showing up? It's very external. I was just on an Instagram live today and someone asked me the question, what is the difference between a business coach and a multi-passionate coach? Can you imagine how excited I was when I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> let me tell you, I was you. like cracking my knuckles, like, here we go, you know? And I basically said, the business coach is considering your business. They're looking at a lot of external factors. They're looking at de- data. They're looking at metrics. They're looking at things that are trackable. The multi-passionate coach wants to know who you are. Mm. Who are you? What are you passionate about? What would you like to bring forward? How can we make a plan so that that can happen without it feeling chaotic for you, right? Such a stark difference. And this is a great segue because I want to also talk about the fact that when people who get bitten by that entrepreneurial bug start to fixate only on business, what tends to happen is they do not invest in the other parts of themselves, And while I do not play a victim role in this, I will say that for coaches and facilitators like Melanie and I, who are not promising that you're going to make a million dollars after working with us, we're not promising you that you're going to have more clients. We're promising you that you're going to feel better. 
We're promising you that we have a solution that's specifically for you, right? For these specific people. But we're not necessarily promising more cash, more clients or anything like that. And if we were to do that, it would be, we would have to really push it and make all these connections. You know, when you do feel more embodied in your physical body, which is what Mel teaches, it is going to be easier to welcome in cash flow because you are being more of who you are, you become magnetic. When you mm. work with me and you have a clear process for prioritizing and focusing as a multi-passionate, you're not spending your brain space trying to figure that out. All of a sudden, you're excited about who you are. You can start showing up, being your true self. You become more magnetic. You'll get more clients, promise. But this is not what we lead with. These are byproducts of working with us. And I personally have been unpacking and doing some self-healing myself on feeling a little bit of anger about the fact that in our industry, business and marketing coaches are held to such a high standard People open their damn wallets and invest so quickly in any, and and you know what? I am not absolved of this. I have also done this. Mm -hmm. Open up the wallet and pay someone because they believe, truly believe there's going to be money back on the other end. But here's what happens when we don't invest in our full selves, when we're not investing in how we feel about our bodies, for example, like you would if you, if you, you know, it's too late now. If you're on a sabbatical now, y'all should have got on it before. But (laughs) when we're not investing in how we feel in our bodies, when we're not investing in who we are as multi-passionate beings, you join those marketing programs, you join these sales programs. None of them are taken into consideration your whole person. You leave the program and something's still missing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that something missing can block the cash flow, but no one's talking about that. And mm. so, you know, it makes it, in my personal opinion, a harder sell. When you are your coach, your facilitator out there in this online business arena and you're not a business or marketing coach, it's a different arena. And this is the year that I liberated myself from being identified as a business coach. I'm like, I'm not a business coach. I'm coaching you as a whole human. I'm a coach for multi-passionists. That's it. And I did that very intentionally because I could feel that I was only going in that direction because I felt like that's what people want to hear. And that's how I can make money. And that didn't feel an integrity. So let's unpack this. Do you do you hold some of these same feelings about like, oh, I guess if I was selling business or marketing, it would probably be easier. (laughs) I've probably said that one thousand trillion million times since I have had my business over the last seven years, I have Mm -hmm. literally just sat and told people like, I feel like if I was selling something that people felt like they could, what it is, is tangible versus non-tangible, tangible, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if there was some tangible goal that they had at the end of this, like I would, I would be good, but I don't. So that's why I'm not good. You know, I mean, I've told myself that story so many times and, and that is that is a lot of it, because a lot of what we do, I have done is to try and get people to see the value of investing in themselves, not investing in a goal that they can achieve outside mm-hmm. of themselves, but like actually their their person themselves. That's a reflection of like just the society that we live in. You know what I mean? It, yes. it, it's totally a reflection <laughs> of where we are and as a culture what is valued. Self is not valued. Now, of course, all these things are becoming much more popular, but let's just still be real about it. Like self is not valued. Yeah. Therefore people who work to, you know, work with people to help them, not even help them, but guide them on their journey to 
being with self in a healthier way or to, like you said, focus, focus on the holistic person. It feels like jumping through hoops to get people to see the value of that. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, and I know that's part of like me throwing my hands up at some point of like, look, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> I can't, I just yeah. don't want to be in the business of like trying to get people to see the value of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's tough. You know, I there's someone who I, I can't remember exactly who said this, but talking about marketing and business and convincing versus conviction. And so my approach to this is I'm not trying to convince anyone, but I will be I will stand in my conviction of, you know, why this is a powerful investment. But what it has taken is straight up saying so you're just going to keep investing in sales and marketing and just totally mm-hmm. disregard the rest of yourself. And it started as an internal conversation. And now it's going to become very external and a part of my ongoing marketing to call people out and say, interesting, my program's too expensive, less than $1,000 for a year, but I'm sure you're investing in sales and marketing and they're asking you for multiple thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So is my program too expensive or do you not think that you're worth it? You know, and so when we inflate the success metrics of business as only being how much money is in my bank account, how many clients do I have, how many, you know, inquiries do I have, then we also invest based on fear a lot of the time. So we're just like, okay, well, how can I make more money? I'll invest in this program. I'll do this. I'll do that. So I just want to offer right now for everyone listening. And then Mel, I want to see if you have anything to kind of add. Maybe we can get a list of just more unconventional success metrics, y'all. Okay. Because we cannot keep living in this cycle of really just attaching our success on, like we were saying earlier, other people's decisions. People come to their decisions in their own time. And if you are a conscious business owner or a conscious person with an entrepreneurial spirit, that's a really important lesson to learn early on. People come to their decisions in their own time and it's your job to honor that, not rush that, okay? Because people will feel much safer with you when they do say yes, when they said yes, because they're ready and they want to, not because like you're pressuring them. So that's maybe another conversation. But I personally feel like if you have taken your work, so capital W work, this can mean anything, right? For us, it happens to be coaching, mentoring, or other means of self-expression, right? Because we're both very multi-passionate. So there's music. Mel's a really prolific poet as well. So, you know, work can be whatever is inside of you that yearns to exit, (laughs) okay? Mm. Whatever is inside of you that would prefer to be outside of you to interact with the world, that's your work. So the first thing I'll add to our little list here, I think if you have taken your work and put it out into the world, you're successful. A hundred percent. I think that's the list. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And that's Liz. Thank you for listening, Aaron. That's it. Thanks. Ooh, I I, I just want to, okay, we'll add to the list, but y'all listening, I just want to like take a moment of silence for what she just said. Because, ooh, think of how many times you've overlooked something that at one point was literally a thought in your head. 
Like you were like, yeah, I would like to do this. This is really cool. And then you literally, it turns into something that you see in form. We overlook, that's magic. Mm-hmm. We overlook that as magic. So like dangerously overlook it. So I love that you said that because that is, that is success. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Not like, did you sell it? Did people consume it? No. Did it exit? Did it exit? Does it live outside of you? Did you express it? Did you, did you hit publish? You know, did it come out the journal and go online? It doesn't matter if no one read it. It doesn't matter if three people read it. Did you share today? Did you share today? Oh, did you share today? I don't, we don't need a list, Joy. That is the list. And to add on to that and knowing that you've contributed, like that was a contribution to, you can call it the collective to the world, but like you sharing, you write, like, did it exit? That's a contribution. Yeah. (laughs) And that is maybe the most powerful success metric. It's when we take what has left us, what we have birthed, what we have given to the world, and then we require it to do something for Mm. us that the success metric starts to morph, right? And change a little bit. So everyone listening, Mm. when you are putting your work into the world, and this can mean, yes, this can be posting on Instagram. We're talking about real life, okay? This can be posting on Instagram. This can be having a conversation with another person. This can be writing the same thing you keep writing in your journal on a blog online. This can mean so many different things. But before you ask that work to do something for you, have you stopped to acknowledge the fact that it has exited and it now exists outside of you? Mm. Like honor the work. I'm like almost about to cry. Like this is really important. Honor the work for what it is. Like you said, it's your magic. And especially, I really especially need multi-passionate creatives to hear this Mm. because you have so much to give. These are not frivolous interests that you have. Something that I have said multiple times this week to multiple people is that your passions, your interests are representatives for values that you hold. Mm. They're just representatives. So when you put your work out into the world, regardless of what medium it's in or regardless of which like form of interest it expresses as, maybe it's singing, maybe it's writing, maybe it's teaching, whatever it looks like, you're not just putting publish you're sharing your values Mm. and that's extremely impactful so like are you honoring that before you're asking it to do something for you and this is medicine for me too because hey i'm not you know absolved of this i hit publish and then go on instagram and check how many people like it Mm -hmm. i hit publish see that people didn't like it archive it i'm gonna post it at a different time because a bitch about to get some engagement okay (laughs) (laughs) like i do that And, you know, there's times when I don't do it where I say, oh, I just want to share this. I just want to share this. But the truth is, yeah, I want to share it and I want people to see it. And I want to know that it's making an impact. It can be both. And we can have both. 
you can want that. That's a very like wholesome desire. You want it to impact people. You want to know that you're reaching someone that you're talking to someone, but when you, when you, when you archive it and repost it and I still don't get that engagement, can we celebrate exactly. that it has exited, that it is no longer in your mind that it exists. Right. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's the list. Maybe that's it. I think that's it. I mean that and going back to what we said about tapping into or checking into how do you feel as a person? Mm-hmm. What? Because that is like a recipe for like inner success is a real thing, right? So there's outer success and then there's inner success of like, and that's, I like to talk about that as like character, feeling like you're in integrity with yourself. You, When you ask yourself, how do I feel about myself as a person? And you have that conversation, like that is inner success. I feel good about who I am when I walk around the world. I feel good about my work, the Mm -hmm. work that exited, that I put out because it just needed to be like, that's inner success. Yeah. Committing, committing to having that conversation with yourself. That's yeah. I was just about to say that. I actually think that pausing to take the time to check in with yourself is a sign that you are like successful because if you have, the self-compassion to do that, that is to be celebrated. Mm. It's not about how you feel in the check-in. It's that you took the time to check in. So really what we're doing is like peeling back the layers, you know, Mm. it's not how delicious the fruit tasted. It's that you grew it on your tree, Mm. right? There will be another orange. Maybe it will be riper, but like, look what you did. You know, Mm. oh, this feels good. Yeah, I knew it would be like this. Y'all are so lucky that we're recording this for you. (laughs) (laughs) This feels so good. And because you asked me something earlier, I don't remember what you said, but I feel like for someone listening, this conversation that we're having is going to spark them sitting back and being like, like, how am I in relationship to this, like, maybe grip or hold on this identity of being a business owner, entrepreneur, like it's going to prompt some self-reflection and introspection. It's going to prompt like a shift in perspective. It's going to prompt looking and thinking about something differently that before this episode would have never even considered. Like I said, one day I had to tell myself the truth about like, how I was so like tied to this identity that I had any point before that moment, it wouldn't have happened. So I feel like mm. this is that point for a lot of people listening. Yeah. And this is someone's moment. Hey boo, if this is your moment, hey. we're right here with you. Hey, hey, what's your have point? your moment <laughs> multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So good. I do feel like almost kind of complete. I feel like we have, Uh, just talks about something that isn't widely spoken about. And I only hope that this encourages you, my sweet listener, to go have conversations like this as well with your friends, with your family. And I also want to say, 
maybe for someone who isn't entrepreneurial, I do think that this conversation can be applied to anything in your life where you identify with with what it is. So it could be motherhood or parenting. You know, who are you outside of that? Are you checking in with yourself outside of that? So I don't I can't think of a lot of other examples off the top of my head because we were specifically talking about business, but I think that there is something here for everyone, regardless of if they are entrepreneurial or not. So I just want to also really encourage you that if you listened up to this point and you've at any point said, well, this doesn't apply to me, to be open to seeing where it can and just receive the medicine. You know, this is a very healing conversation. So receive that medicine. And hopefully this is also very encouraging for folks. You know, we're all doing way better then we give ourselves credit for, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, especially yes. right now to be alive right now, you know, we're in year three of a pandemic. There's just so much that has been transpiring. So many things are changing. Our laws are changing and not for the better. There's a lot happening in the world as well. And when you're still allowing your work to exit in this climate, like, it's double mm-hmm. success. It's triple success. If you are a person of color, okay? If you're a person of color, if you come from an underserved, underrepresented community, if you mm-hmm. are differently abled, if you are LBGTQ, if you are someone who is just quote unquote weird, if you are a neurodivergent, if you are vastly misunderstood, if you don't feel loved by your family or your friend, if you don't have a lot of close friends, if you feel lonely a lot of the times, all of this gets to be taken into consideration. And this is what we mean about looking at yourself as a whole person. I'm not just a business owner. I'm a black woman who owns a business, who's asking people to pay for a service and who's being told again and again that it's too expensive. And I'm beginning to feel deep, deep feelings about that. And I'm finally at the point where I'm going to start really challenging people when they tell me that, because it's not, it's not too expensive. No, it's not. Uh, And there's so many creative ways to come up with, you know, payments. And I'm not someone to pressure anyone into that, but I want people to know who they're talking to when they say that. And I want people to feel more empowered to support a black female business owner and to be excited about my prices. And so it's things like this that we start to consider ourselves as more of a person and it helps us to show up in our business, but it also helps us to advocate for ourselves in the way that only we can. So, you know, please just soak this in, hear all of this. Yes, use intensive focus as a personal check-in time for yourself. Yes, identify different voices and see if you can apply names to them so that you can start to have conversations or at least know when they're the ones talking, like Mel said. And can you find, you know, you know, we gave our ideas of kind of unconventional success metrics. What are yours? I think it's good we didn't give a full list because what is it for you? It's so individual. It's so personal. So that would be your homework. If I was to give you a little homework after this episode and you don't have to sit and journal, just live your life and have this thought in your mind and see what comes up for you. What is your definition of success and what are you not giving yourself credit for? Mm. And, you know, reach out to us and let us know how this lands for you. Mel, let everyone know where they can stay in touch with you. We'll link to all your stuff in the show notes, but just let everyone know how you would prefer 
that they get in touch if they want to follow your journey? Yes. So I, I really prefer you joining my email list. That's where I plan to continue to stay intimate with my journey. We'll link to it in the show Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll link that because I currently don't have a website. So Mm -hmm. that is like top, top, top. But then you can also connect with me on Instagram. I'm Mel the Oracle on Instagram. And those are like the two places that if you want to stay connected with and me, your podcast and my podcast, yeah, yeah. my podcast is called full ass human. It's available most places that you listen to your podcast. And I just want to share in addition to what joy and I were just talking about is that this podcast is me practicing putting my work out without wanting it to do anything for me. Yes. This podcast the is exit. my, yes, yes. this yes. is my embodiment of that. So yes. I, you know, I would love you for you all to follow me along on that podcast journey because it's much more than just having a podcast. Like I said, it's me embodying and like moving through the journey of just letting things exit and that's it. Yes. Ooh, girl, you might, you might have to repurpose this episode on your show. Okay. Let me <laughs> tell you, like, this is I a might. great conversation. So yes, please keep in touch with Mel. Like I mentioned before, Mel is really, really gifted at showing versus telling. Not all of us can do it the way that she does. So follow along her journey, become a part of her community by joining her email list, listen in on the podcast and reach out to us on Instagram, DM us, let us know how this episode landed for you. And thank you so much for coming to the show. Yes, I love that episode. Thank y'all for listening and tuning in. How did you feel about the episode? Were there some good gems in there for you? Some things for you to chew on and reflect on? If so, let me know. You know, I uh, added the new feature of being able to send me a voice note. I love that so many of y'all actually utilized that on the last episode. So please continue to do that. And if that's not your thing, you can send me an email that is also in my in the show notes also joy mentioned reaching out and connecting with her on instagram she actually has since left instagram she's no longer available there so i will put her website information in the show notes so that you can connect with her and also continue to tap into her podcast i listen to every episode when it comes out she's amazing And so I will put all of that to connect with her in the show notes. But until then, I will see you all and talk with you all next week. Don't forget to send in your questions. That Q&A last episode of the season would not be made possible if you do not send in your questions. So don't forget to do that. And until then, we will talk on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, listening to me speak and helping to grow this bull ass human community. Before you tap out, remember to like, share and subscribe and rate us five stars. Gratitude in advance. And if you're feeling froggy, share this. You can catch a screenshot of the podcast and share all your favorite gems on your social media platforms. Don't forget to tag me, Mel the Oracle. Check out the show notes for ways to stay connected with me and all the things. Again, thank you so much. I look forward to vibing with you again and we'll talk on the next episode.
Hey, I know you're still processing another potent episode of the Full Ass Human podcast, but before you go, I want to invite you to come hang out with me on my show, Multi-Passionate Mastery. If you're someone who has a lot of talents and a lot of passions, and you don't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose just one thing in order to be successful, then you're going to love the conversations that we're having over there. And I'm not inviting you to listen to my show just so I can pump you up with empowerment content. You're going to leave with tangible tips and holistic approaches to common problems that multi-passionists face, like focus, prioritization, knowing how to choose what to start with first, and that type of thing. If you're not sure if the podcast is for you, you can start with the episode titled, Are You a Multi-Passionate Creative? Here's Five Ways to Tell. That's episode 38. So click the link down in the show notes or find Multi-Passionate Mastery anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hope to see you over there soon.